Welcome back to our second episode of Julia's Roundtable, where we talk about all things entrepreneur. I have guest Chanel A. Watson. Chanel is a chef, author, and writing coach. She also happens to be my daughter. Um, Since our first episode talked about kind of my why and our background, I got a lot of feedback and a lot of compliments. So thank you very much and kind of wanting to hear more um, of the family history. So I thought to bring another generation to it, which would be bringing my daughter since she's also an entrepreneur. So welcome, Chanel. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining me. Um, This is actually going to be the first time I've actually interviewed my daughter. Um, So that's going to be kind of cool. As I mentioned, she is a chef. She's an author. She's a writing coach. Um, She is all things entrepreneur. And I'm truly proud of her. Thank you. Um, You're welcome. (laughs) Um, I think my first question, let's go ahead and jump in, is how was it growing up in a family of entrepreneurs? When you were younger, Nana had a, or your Nana, my mother, had a uh, hair Mm -hmm. salon. She actually did that because my youngest sister was going to cosmetology school. um, And my mother, as I mentioned, and and as you know from the first episode, was truly supportive of all things we do. Um, So she said, hey, instead of her looking out for a booth, why not open up a salon? Mm -hmm. Um, So that's how the salon piece came into play. Growing up, you were still young at that time. So do you even... Did you see the business as a business? Did you see it as just a place to go? Like, how was that in your eyes? For me, I really didn't see it as, I mean, I saw it as a business because I know knew that's what it was. But for me, it wasn't something that was out of the ordinary. So when we, we used to go to the salon on Aqueduct Street, it was kind of just something, a place to go to, whether it be at the school or, or wherever. And it was it was just something that was natural. So I didn't look at it as, oh, we have a family business. But I looked at it as just like a place for us to go and hang out. And, you know, Laverne was able to do what she had to do with doing hair. And we were all just just there. So it wasn't something to where it's like, oh, we have a family business. But, I mean, now that I understand, I see that, you know, it was something that we were able to to cultivate so so young. So or so young for me, I should say. And did you, going through that period, because I know me for when it was on my end, when I was younger, and again, I had a little more interaction because I wasn't as young as you, and it was a different dynamic of business. Did you, did you find yourself, now that you look back at it, do you find yourself, some of the things that happened in what was your normal day-to-day, do you take that now into your business? Do you say like, oh, that's why I kind of do some of the things that I do? I think now I've realized that more so after listening really to your first episode because I was like oh wow like it was just it kind of opened my eyes as to the fact that entrepreneurship has been in our family for such a long time and I haven't I didn't really realize it until I guess I listened to that that podcast so I would say it I have taken it with me just kind of thinking back on it I have taken those um that skill set and just that entrepreneur mindset with me throughout the the years and definitely I'm applying it to my business now for sure so you didn't it's funny because just like most of us including myself you didn't start off on the entrepreneur you didn't think you started off on the Mm -hmm. entrepreneurial journey 
Um, tell us a little bit about your background, your school background. You you went to college. And... Yes, I went to college. I went to the <laughs> University of New Haven, and I have a bachelor's degree in criminal justice and a bachelor's degree in legal studies with a paralegal certificate. So what I'm doing now has like nothing really to do with what I was school <laughs> for, unfortunately. And um, it's kind of weird that that happened to me personally. But I think when I was going to school, a lot of what I what happened when I was going to school is I was focusing on what I like to do, but not really what my passion was at the time. And I remember just choosing to go to criminal justice, um, majoring in criminal justice more so because I know that um, we had family members that were in the, the police system or they're just the criminal justice system. So it was something that intrigued me. And the legal studies, because I know at the time you were a paralegal. So for me, it was, I saw, you know, my family members doing it. So it was something I enjoyed doing. I saw that they were enjoying doing it as well. So I wanted to follow that route. And for me, I've always loved, I mean, I've always loved cooking. That's something that I remember doing like in, in when we were on yes. James Street in the kitchen. So, but I never realized that I could make a, a living out of it. So for me, it was like, okay, this not, this is more of a hobby at that time. So that's why I went the route of doing um, criminal justice and legal studies. So, Do you think, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, you go. Do you think, again, family, this is what we do when, when fam- you interview family. You heard that in the first episode. <laughs> Off a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Do you find something you just said? Um, you did the legal studies because I was a paralegal when, mm-hmm. when you were young. I was a paralegal, and I can relate to that because my first degree is is an accounting degree, and I did that because oh, that I was something that. my mother did. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. That was something my mother did. Um, that was something I just kind of thought I was good at math. If she's doing it, so I'm supposed to kind of follow mm-hmm. in her footsteps. Um, and not realizing that that's my passion. Um, so I can definitely relate to that. And it's funny that you kind of took on the same thing that I did and said, Hey, this is what mom's doing. So mm-hmm. let me do this as well. Definitely. Um, which, you know, I commend you for going out the, the box and following your passion. And I guess as a, from mm-hmm. a mother's standpoint, mm-hmm. it was, I reacted different. And I guess I can see how my mother reacted when I said, Hey, this is something different I want to do. I know for you when, you know, after paying for multiple degrees and you were like, right. Nope, going to school. <laughs> right. Um, I was like, what? <laughs> right. And that's your first reaction. But even though I knew you could succeed at everything, it was just like, okay, why did we just go through all of that? Um, uh, yeah. Agreed. I mean, <laughs> I think from, I mean, even from my standpoint too, it was just like, I, definitely looking at the money aspect I was like all of that money was just kind of I don't want to say wasted because I did learn from it but it was just like it could have been put into a different direction I guess and I, w- I will say though it was not the the path that I thought I was going to go on as far as criminal justice and legal studies I have been a, I mean I, there are areas in my life where I've applied it and then certain areas in business where it has been applied especially with like the legal aspect of it since um I'm a chef and I'm creating food for people, I still have I have to have a, a understanding of you know the health, um the what is it the the food health. service and how yeah. yeah the food the food service and just how that that takes place and then also like with 
um, doing catering or contracts. I have to make sure I'm able to draft contracts and things like that. So it helps. It just wasn't the direction I thought I was going to go in. I remember, I remember to this day, like, um, me and Aunt Candy, we were, we were, um, taking the police officer's test. And my, I, my goal was to be, you know, a police officer and, and go to law school at the same time. Like I had so many, like just big hopes and, and dreams. And it was the passion that I, I, that was lacking for me with that. So I don't know. Yeah. And do you think, um, and I forgot about the police officer test. That is so funny. Um, do you, <laughs> <laughs> do you think, um, because it, it seems like just like, again, that the, the kind of trickle effect and how our family rolls and runs, mm-hmm. um, it seems like you have multiple dreams that you pursued. Um, do you ever think there was a dream that you had or did you grow up knowing I'm going to do all things possible um, because I have that support? Or did you just do it because that's who you are as a person like how did you come across being able to do because again you're a chef an author a writing coach so you um, more than one dream. I don't see I guess it's it's both because I I just knew what I wanted to do and I knew I would have the support to do it but I knew that even if I didn't have the support I would still do it anyway if that makes sense because it was just something that I wanted to, not, and I don't mean to say that in a bad way, but it was just like, I was, I'm kind of a stubborn person. I mean, that's just me, but I'm thankful that in spite of my, me being like stubborn or just like kind of knowing what I want to do and going on that path, my family was there to support me. So whether I failed in certain things, they were there to encourage, like you guys were there to encourage me. So it was something where I knew I, I had the support where I needed. You may not have always agreed with the direction, but you always supported it. And that was something that I think, I think that's important for any family, but even as a, as an entrepreneur, knowing that, you know, you have someone or people there to support you. And even if they may not agree in the direction or the decisions that you make, that you have someone there to just help you along or give you that extra um, vote of confidence in, in certain situations. So, Let's jump in. Tell me a little bit about your path because let the the listeners know, okay, I went to college. I have these degrees. Um, When did you realize, nope, not what I want to do? When did you realize, because of your three, which was your first, was it becoming a chef? Was it becoming an author, writing coach? Which was the first? Um, For me, becoming a chef was the first thing. And... I the I guess the the shift for me was just when I became more connected to to God and my relationship with him because I knew that he gave me a passion for cooking and kind of feeding people through their stomachs and just mentally feeding them and that was something that's kind of where the shift changed for me when it went to criminal justice and legal studies to actually cooking and becoming a chef. I remember um first starting off with Chanel's Heavenly Treasures. Um, and that was a way for me just to to bake because it was something that I enjoyed doing. But it was also something where I, I wanted to use it as a foundational tool for me to create, like have a business and then be able to build clientele and a relationship with my, my clients so that I can open up a restaurant because that was the goal as well. So, I mean, I had, I thought about it, like I thought about what I wanted to do after just, transitioning into the restaurant or the chef industry the chefing industry and I just tried to 
do my best to make everything flow together, so to speak. Makes sense. Now, I, I remember how Chanel's Heavenly Treasures came to play. I do remember um, one of my friends, because you you started baking for a while and you were actually on the, the verge of kind of should I, shouldn't I? Um, mm-hmm. And one of my friends had a baby shower and you yes, I remember everything, <laughs> um, all things Bumblebee. Um, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. These cupcakes and I think that was clearly where um, I remember us. I think that was your deciding moment then. Like mm-hmm. I can do this. I can I can make that happen. Um, mm-hmm. And while we're on the chefing part of it, let's talk about a little bit about is your is your business prior to COVID, um, and then we're going to talk about after prior to COVID. Um, it, were you already an online business? Were you storefront? How how's that journey for your on your chef end? Um. Well, prior to, to COVID, I was online already. I primarily was doing stuff online. I I haven't had the honor of having a storefront as of yet. So I for me, everything was online. Um, and a lot of what I, like a lot of my clients came through word of mouth. So it was more so like when I was in um, Texas, because I ended up going to Texas for culinary school. And that's where um, I really got the, I guess, the ground running with Chanel's Heavenly Treasures. And um, a lot of it, like I said, was was online, was word of mouth. It was me um, shipping cakes and cupcakes from, you know, one state to the next state. So it was definitely um, more online prior to. It has now that we're in in this situation in this time where it actually is more feasible to be online. Have you have you seen any struggles? Because you do do a little more than cupcakes now. Um, I know. Mm-hmm. You do sauces, you do a little bit more. So has that uh, hindered you a little? How does that, have you changed things up a little on the chefing industry part? Um, it, I don't, I wouldn't say that it hinders. Um, I think it's just kind of people are coming to an understanding that, you know, online is something that's feasible and shipping is something that's feasible for, for food as well. And I think that is the biggest thing that we've been or that I've I've had have at least um, seen now lately is that I see people um, and myself like we shipping products you know to different states and trying to make sure that you know the the essence or the the product is not the quality of the product is not lost and lost in that as well and um, now like you said I've been I'm been making sauces and jams um, frozen cookie doughs so those are things where I'm trying to do my best to you know take that pressure off of the client and provide them with something that they can use on their end and just trying to expand um, just the, the my brand as well when it comes to just pleasing people's palates, you know? Yeah. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about because you're a chef. That's one end of it. Um, mm-hmm. And an author. What made you decide mm-hmm. to tie the two? Um, what are what are some of the books you've written? What made you decide, oh, maybe I want to take a stab at writing a book? Um, I've always wanted to write a book. I remember for me the I used to write poetry. I actually have um a book of poetry that I've written that's unpublished and I was just kind of just writing because I've always loved writing. And it was just something that came natural to me. It was something where I can kind of just get my thoughts on paper. It was a way for me just to be able to just express express myself. And I remember always wanting to write a book. But when I was younger, I mean, 
I didn't really know how to do that for one, but also I was just had so many just different aspirations and dreams that I wanted to accomplish that where writing kind of became an afterthought. So I guess it was around 2014. I think it was actually after you've written one of your books. I was like, oh, snap. You know, that's <laughs> let me let me write my book because I have this poetry and, and this stuff going on. And, you know, let me be an author, too. So I guess it's like it's that, you know, I saw my mother doing it and she can she made it happen. So, you know, how does she do it? Let me figure out how I can kind of do something that I enjoy doing as well. And, you know, look for guidance and direction from her. OK, so taking it, go to the inner interview piece of it. And I'm not your mom at this moment with this question. Did mm-hmm. <laughs> do you feel your mother had a strong impact um, in making some of your decisions to be an author do you figure that's kind of like ooh, mom can do it I can do it do you think that's where some of your inspiration came from I mean definitely my mother my mother I'm gonna say my mother not you <laughs> but my mother <laughs> you, um she you definitely had an impact for sure I mean like I said I definitely knew that if you can do it then it was like oh okay then let me see if I can do it as well and then it was also too we actually like we share a lot of the same like hobbies and goals mm-hmm. and things like that. We both like to write. We both like to craft. We both like to do so many different things. So it was like my, when I didn't know. What'd you say? I said minus the cooking. I wasn't gonna say that, but since you put it out there, yes, <laughs> not my favorite thing. Yeah, <laughs> but along those those lines it was just like one of those things where it was like oh I you know I saw you doing it and it was just like yeah cool you know I can I can do this as well I mean we did we we went in different directions as far as just like the way in which we did it because I know I went I did a different way with publishing and you did a different way but I mean the foundation is there just that that drive and that love for writing and you know me seeing you being able to accomplish that goal was something that definitely propelled me to want to accomplish that goal of mine as well okay now being an author, I'm assuming, of course, that enhanced your passion for writing. And let's talk a little bit about the writing coach part of it. Okay. Um, so, because I, I guess I didn't answer your question with regards to the books I've written. So yeah. I think that will be helpful um, mm-hmm. with kind of showing why I wanted to coach. Um, as far as the books I've written, I started off with a poetry book, was a collection of poetry. Um, it's called from my heart to your soul a collection of poetry to encourage inspire and awaken your spirit and then i um went into doing my cookbook which is called preparing for your husband a cookbook for every wife and wife in training and that's where i I tied in you know the the cooking into the authoring and then i um have a book written for kids as well it's called cupcake girl and her birthday adventure and lastly my first my most recent book is um a devotional and it's called Just Speak Life, 24 Weeks of Powerful Affirmations to Activate Positive Habits. And for me, one of the reasons why I became a writing coach or helping authors from writer to published author was because when I first started, though I had um, seen you do it, it was still a lot of questions that I had about the writing process. Mm-hmm. And for me, I felt that I was at a point to where I knew enough to where I can share that with others who wanted to write. So that's a, a lot of why I've been doing just the writing coaching, just trying to take what other people, you know, their desire to write and publish a book and trying to give them a, a one-stop shop, so to speak, to where they can go. They don't have to do a whole bunch of research. They can just, I can teach them what I know. So that's where the, the coaching came into play. 
Okay. And of the three, how is it, this is going to be a two-part, how is it handling three different, because in actuality, three different separate businesses, um, because they they are so different outside of, you know, being an author and writing coach kind of blend together, but you kind mm-hmm. of have a different, different area. So how is it managing three separate businesses and of the three, which is your favorite? Um, hmm. so I would say sometimes it's a, it's a little rough managing all three of them because though they are, <laughs> though, like you said, the authoring and the writing coaching are two, like they're very similar. And then it comes the the cooking aspect and how do I throw that in there? So one of the things where, um, I guess I've, I've just tried to do my best to merge, merge, merge them as well from the standpoint where I'm feeding people. And that's with my, where my passion lies is, is feeding people whether it be just feeding them with food and making sure that they enjoy what they're eating using their five senses or feeding just their hearts and their spirits and making sure that they're encouraged and just uplifted. So that's kind of where the merge merge comes into play with feeding just the people, people's hearts and their, mm-hmm. their spirits and stomachs. And then I don't really know which one I, I like the best. I would say, because I think of it as just feeding people, I would say, um, I guess what I've been gravitating more towards would be just helping other people um, become an author. I would say that would be the the thing okay. that I've been focusing on the, the most. It's not saying that, you know, I won't write any more books and further the collection of books that I've written. It's just for me, I kind of have taken the direction of taking the focus off of, of Chanel and putting it on other people so that I can help them, you know, walk in their purpose and tell their stories and, and do just go along the lines of what they feel like they, they want to accomplish in that moment with, with their, their book is the intention of their book. Okay. And then with, with helping people, um, which is a great thing. And if you listen to the first episode, you, you'll realize that's definitely a family trait. Um, just kind of giving back to other people. Um, what would you, being an entrepreneur, particularly in this time, um, where it is a little rougher now, rougher, it's always mm-hmm. rough being an entrepreneur because you're pretty much working 24 right. seven. There is no break. Um, how has it been? Um, do you like for your website, do you have a website designer? Like how do you manage all of these things right now? How do you cut back on cost or how do you, is your drive a little extra? Is your marketing a little extra? What are some of the tips you could give someone um, who's, who's working this well, time? I guess for me, one of the things that I kind of took on all the hats, so to speak. I mean, I I don't have anyone managing my website. I pretty much do it. Um, I just do the research and I, I try to make sure, you know, that it's it it's, it flows easily and things like that. But I think being an entrepreneur, just having the the knowledge to research where you need to do like what you what needs to be done for your business researching and applying it to your business and then um when you become to a point to where you're comfortable enough to hire other people to do it then to to do that because it's one of those it's, it becomes very hard and, and demanding sometimes because it's one person or at least I speak for myself it's one person doing multiple things like I wear multiple hats in my business in addition to the cooking in addition to you know helping the the authors it's like I'm scheduling my own appointments and updating my website when it needs to be updated and sending out marketing things and it becomes very overwhelming and um I would say definitely 
as an entrepreneur starting out, try to do what you can as far as using your knowledge and, and what you, your strong, your skill set. Try to use that to um, develop your business. And then when you get to a place of um, being able to take your hands off a little bit more, just kind of leverage it out to other people. So like, for instance, with um, writing code, with the writing coaching, I also help the authors with editing. And then there's times when I can't edit because my, my plate is so full. I know people that I, you know, can ask to edit the book, or I've kind of gotten into a place in, in business or because I've been doing it for some time, I've kind of gotten into a place where I've built up um, different people I can count on, like with, with web design or with illustrations and stuff like that. So it definitely, it takes time. Entrepreneurship is, is slow and steady. It's not something that is, is quick. So and I don't know if that answers your question, but does it? It does. Okay. Um, would you, is it with all that um, hats and hustle and, doing everything do you still is it still a rewarding do you ever get into a mode where it's like why did I decide to do this or maybe I should get rid of say the author part and focus more on this or maybe I should just get rid of the writing coach part and focus more on being a chef do you ever how do you balance like what do you do you get that I don't know I don't want to do this anymore um what would you say to an entrepreneur who does have that Am I really, really doing this for the right reason? Should I continue? Why am I doing all of this? Why am I taking all, all this stress? Mm-hmm. I think you I think you said it when asking the question, like, am I doing it for the right reasons? And I think that's very key. Um, just knowing why your why. why. Why you're doing something is so, so very important because it's in those moments when, you know, the stress comes on and when you're doing multiple things or when you have multiple things on your plate or helping different people. If your why is not for, you know, purposes of helping or if it's not something that may be um, strong for you, then you're then that's when the buckling comes. And that's when, you know, we start questioning ourselves to the point where it's like, I want to stop doing it. But I think when when we know why we're doing something and and the reason why we're doing it is it's very helpful in making sure that we can kind of overcome those moments when we do want to quit, because I know there are definitely moments where I'm just like, Oh, Lord, help me, please, because I feel so overwhelmed. <laughs> and um, I think that it's when those moments when, I mean, I ask the Lord for help and he helps me, but more so, too, it gives me a chance to really reevaluate the direction I want to go in or reevaluate the direction that he wants me to go in. The Lord wants me to go in in that, in that season of my life, because I started Chanel Selling Treasures in 2010 and I definitely was going, you know, was very um, adamant about making sure that happened. But then I came to a season in my life when I knew that what I wanted from the business and what I was producing in the business were two different things. So I had to take a, a step back because having a storefront or not having a storefront was something that was hindering me in that, that moment. Wearing so many different hats was hindering me in that moment because I would be you know, up all night baking and then having to deliver something. I wasn't, wasn't my best. So for me, just knowing the season that you're in with your business as well is very helpful as to know, in addition to knowing what your why is. Because in that moment, my when I first started Chanel's Heavenly Treasures, my why was was because I wanted to open up a restaurant. So as my, as my directions and dreams and passion started to shift, having Chanel's Heavenly Treasures, I still have it. But it wasn't something that was um, I wanted to really continue to just go so hard in, so to speak, because my my 
the where the where God was taking me was kind of shifting. So I was shifting with Him. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, so <laughs> I'm so proud. Look. You're so funny. <laughs> um, any advice? Any final thoughts? Any advice on kind of in this this crazy world we're in right now? Someone saying any any final thoughts on giving them mm-hmm. advice and telling them to keep moving forward or following their dreams what what would you give someone as your final um, what would you like the world to know at this point i would say in general but i guess specifically because we're we don't know how life is going to be after covid i mean i would mm-hmm. say definitely we've seen now that having a business or having additional flow of income is very beneficial and I think if if someone wants to start a business if that's you know the Lord is leading them to do that because I say first make sure God is in it because that's that's key definitely um knowing God and making sure he's in your decisions is going to be helpful because if he's in it then it's going to prosper no matter what um what what delays or side side with he gets sidetracked or whatever god is going to make sure it prospers if he's in it so i would definitely say you know consulting god would be the first thing the second thing i would say it would be to um do what you're passionate about do something that's going to you know you wake up every day and it gives you the the drive to keep pushing forward not something that's going to be you know that weighs you down because when you're when you're an entrepreneur you want to make you want to make sure that you're doing something that makes you happy something that just brings you joy and, and will bring joy to others and then also finding out what you have that um what your special gift is or your skill set is how that can help the world how can that help someone else you know what i'm saying take the focus off yeah. of of what it what it does for you in that instant and bring it to how can you help someone else because when you bring it the focus to helping someone else i think that that aids in you know when those times get harder you're focusing on someone else and then that's when it's going to just to bring about you know not only changing yourself but changing the world as well um and I would say just keep fighting, keep pushing. If it's something that you believe in, something that you know that you can help others with, then keep pushing and keep fighting for it. Definitely line yourself up up with um, a circle of influence that's going to encourage you, that's going to just uplift you. And then definitely um, have people that are going to keep you accountable as well, especially um, in, in business. It's very, it's very helpful. Yay. Well, I'm going to make sure I put um, the links to everything in, in the comments um, or in the description. But for those listening, how can people find you? How can they learn more about you, your websites? Um, I am on Instagram and Facebook. Um, everything should be my name, which is spelled C-H-A-N-E-L-L-E-A-W-A-T-S-O-N. So Chanel A. Watson for all social media and then ChanelAWatson.com for my website. And that has um, just about all that I've been doing. Um, Chanel Selling Treasures is linked to that website. And um, Letters of Victory is, is linked to that website, which is a nonprofit organization that I started a while ago. But, um, yeah, that everything is pretty much ChanelAWatson.com is like the hub of where everything is at that I'm doing. Which I think is a great thing. Um, that's something, again, I mentioned in the first episode, I think. Um, I think from an entrepreneur standpoint, if you can link everything and everything is consistent, um, do it. That is so much more beneficial for you on a branding standpoint. If you mm-hmm. can 
do everything where the name you choose doesn't put you in a box. Um, you could add yeah. so many things. You can add, um, although Chanel's business has many, many avenues, everything ties back to her name. Um, I would suggest, I think it's really important if you, if you're looking to be an entrepreneur or if there's looking to be a blogger or whatever it is you're looking to do, check that domain. Um, it's, it's great to have your name as a domain because it does not limit you. Um, and it costs mm-hmm. you what, $20 a year at most, um, just to sit there, even if you're not ready to do anything with it, but if you don't purchase it, someone else will, and it's your name. Yeah. Thank you for your oh, your thank you for having me. I appreciate um, it. So again, thank you guys for joining Julia's Roundtable, and we'll right. see you next time. Have a good time. day, everyone.